Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. I do to the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective to our very unique challenges. We have capacities that are different than our typical human family, and therefore we understand things in a very different way. So the reason why I offer these chats is because my guidance has, has told me over many years that, you know, we are going through some really crazy times and, um, and it's a very, uh, it's a, it's important that we maintain our sanity, our wellness. We maintain our centeredness, the best to our abilities, and also utilize the events that come in a way that makes us deeper, stronger, okay, more in ourselves. So um, I'm here to to bet to assist to the best of my ability, um, you guys in that. Uh, last week, I talked about this extremely unique um, event going on with the Syrian Stargate. I'm going to continue to talk about that and how we can ride these waves of intensity, of heartbreak, of pain, of death and letting go. Um, I'm also going to talk about what proper use of power looks like. I think uh, many people have a misunderstanding of what real power is. Real power does not perpetuate pain. It's not about control and domination. That is power over dynamics. True power is something very different than, um, than what many of us are, have come to understand. So I want to talk about that. And um, the other piece I want to talk about is, you know, um, you know, this place that we're going to as a collective, those of us who've been doing this work for years, decades, you know, we are needed right now because we have the ability to see things in a different way. We have the ability to embody um, very significant energies that are integrated in our being, right? And by that, we can assist others. And I'm not just talking about people who think like us. We can assist the average humans, our neighbors, maybe our family members that are, you know, mainstream, stuff like this. We have the ability, the capacity, and this is the time. This is the time that we are being called to really step up and connect with other people to connect with our, our community, connect with our star family and work together, support each other. So I'm going to talk about what that looks like. Um, but first I'm going to say hi. Hello, dear sister, Tony. Good to see you. Um, spirit bound Neo. It's been a while. It's been a while. Welcome back, darling. So good to see you. And hello, darling, Beverly. Glad that you're here. Um, personal power versus power over others. Yes. So, <clears throat> well, before I dive into that, there's a couple of things that I need to talk about. Okay. And that is stories. Okay. Stories. We have stories that define who we think we are. We have stories that define relationships. We have stories that tell us, the, you know, about our pain, about our heartbreak, about our joys, um, about our journeys. Okay. We have all these stories. And stories are very, very, very powerful, okay? And the powers that be, so to speak, that have been overlaying the collective grids of this planet have inserted a lot of lies, a lot of stories that deepen us into disempowerment. And one of those stories is, and this is so, so important for us to understand, it's a sickness. Um, and one of these stories that we're told about our relationship with creator, our relationship with God, goddess, all it is, whatever the universe, whatever you want to name that, right, is that the story is that if we are good, 
if we are good enough, if we pray good enough, if we're more sincere enough, if we do, you know, our light work well enough, we do this well enough, we, we do things that are in purity. Somehow that means we are not going to have a hard time, right? And when we do have a hard time, we kind of go because of this lie, when we do have really difficult, painful things that we go through, we have this story of why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? Right. Um, for example, I have a pain in my shoulder that is pretty excruciating sometimes. And there is a point where I was kind of thinking, how am I out of alignment? What am I doing? You know, what am I buying into that's pulling me out of my truth? La, 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 la. But really, uh, I through healing journeys and meditation and, and, you know, cause I'm constantly working on this piece, that story flipped around where it's we, now it shows me that when I am stepping into really um, strong currents of life force energy and embodying um, very expanded levels of my own consciousness, it fires up the pain in my shoulder. Right. So so the the story changes is one true and the other not. No, actually, they can both be true at the same time. And this is an example of us going through these narratives where we get liberated out of that polarity thinking the right, wrong, good or bad thinking. And really what would really serve us is to recognize that we are on a very fast moving river very fast moving river of life and every moment is a different combination of things and if we keep overlaying um, our narratives on these moments we're just recreating the past recreating the past recreating the past in the moment so one level is to go through the different stories the opposites where they're both true and then that creates a doorway where you can open up into something else something not yet realized recognized you can let the moment be new you can let it be fresh so this overlay the story that if i'm good enough and i if i'm pious enough if i'm this enough and that enough you know i'm going to have a blessed life and that that distortion has really served us in um in a very deep deep um way of disempowerment and uh, what I want to say is that our work, the reason why we do our work is so we can be truly present with ourselves, free of the story, free of the, the narratives, free of the good, not the good enough, the not good enough, the shame, the guilt, you know what I mean? So we can truly be present with what's happening. And the fact is heartbreak, pain, very difficult circumstances happen, whether you are a dedicated practitioner or not. The difference is that you cultivate the ability to be present with your pain, be present with what's happening inside, and in that you alchemize the experience. The experience brings you deeper into your self, your capital S self. Um, my most recent example that I have is heartbreak, you know, heart wrenching heartbreak, like to the point where you can't, where I'm not able, you know, you wake up crying, you wake up, <laughs> you know, wake up and I never know when I'm going to just start bawling my eyes out. Now, true power is that I can have my experience without blame. That's what real power is without blame, without blame for other, without blame for myself. And I can truly allow my love and my pain to exist in the same space. And when that happens, it is so, so liberating. Not that it's not excruciating, not that it's not painful, not that, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, yay, I get to have heartbreak. No, none of those things. I don't want to have it, but I'm having it anyway, right? So as this alchemy happens inside, it's like now I'm settling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into myself. And I have a, a vision that I was given that was like a precursor to the events that are unfolding 
now. I'm sharing the story because this is only the beginning. The Syrian Stargate combined with the that pole shift of our sun, which happens every 11 years, combined with the gamma rays of Cygnus, combined with all these other additional cosmic frequencies, okay, it, it's creating a lot of very intense things. And, and the, the moment, things are shifting drastically from moment to moment to moment. It's almost like bouncing to opposites over and over and over again. It can be very confusing. But when we are really anchored within ourselves, we have a clear path to net that we can navigate. Okay, so this is why I'm sharing this. So the vision I had was I was being called to go into the underworlds and all these doors open going right into the underworlds. And I had a feeling that I was going into some level of hell realm. And uh, and I had the thought, like, do I really want to do that? <laughs> right. But it was a very strong call. And I and I, I trusted my inner self of there's a reason why. And I needed to go in and look at, get to the root cause of suffering. Now, there's a lot of masters that talk about this and stuff, but this was, this was for me. This was for me to truly touch the frequencies, the energies of what creates this sort of dynamic. So I can have a very deep, integrated, truthful understanding. So it's not just a concept in my head. It's an actual energy that exists deeply rooted in my being so i did i went i went into the underworlds and i went into the hell realms and it was dark 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 and there was one and it was really just a battle like one hurting the other keep over and over again and like i i would see these these eyes shooting arrows at another person's heart and i would see just you know just wanting anger so much anger and wanting to cause pain and wanting to get back at and wanting, you know, all this, all this mayhem. And I kept journeying through it and I would see it. And, and, you know, it was a little, well, it was a lot of bit scary, but I was still, I was just staying the course and it came to a moment and this was a, a masculine, it looked like a masculine energy, felt like a masculine energy. Um, but it, I don't want to put this all on masculine or feminine because it's far beyond that. What it was, was an overlay. And what I realized in this moment, because I was asking this being, why are you hurting another person? Why are you, why are you doing this? And they told me blame. They were blaming the, these things around them for their experience, for their pain and for their experience. And in that moment, I just, I woke up, I woke up like, right. And the, I'm in the hell realms and the underworlds and the veils opened and I saw all of this that was happening in the underworlds, these energies of suffering and pain, it all just opened up. And I realized that all of this was rooted in a static union an ecstatic union, okay, of, of creative forces. And what I saw was that all of it is based on bliss ecstasy. But what makes an experience turn into a dark experience are the beings in the experience blaming something for their experience rather than realizing that they are in an experience that they are, they themselves are creating. So the power in that is profound. One, I can feel the truth of how underneath it all, it's all beauty. It's all beauty. It's all rivers of, of ecstasy of love. But when these experiences come, which we are all, and desire for as soon as we abdicate responsibility and blame something outside of ourselves that's where it turns into that chaos of suffering now we are suffering because there's always somebody to put the point the finger at there's always something to point the finger at and even those that do a lot of internal um, um, internal 
uh, exploration, well, and this is a core wound for all of humanity, I believe, is this idea of forsakenness. It's God's fault. It's, you know, it's creator's fault. Why creator would you let such terrible things happen? But if using just those words, creator, prime creator, what do you want? Whatever that word is that you want, that you use, it's just in bliss creating. And everything that comes from that is you. And that is a tough pill to swallow. But circling back around, when we can have our experience, our intense experience and love anyway, then we can forgive ourselves for the experience, but also realize that there is a purpose for it. There was a purpose that is not a suffering piece. It's a purpose of liberating. We are right now as a whole, as humanity, we have a lot of things that have been overlaid on our reality that has created many generations of suffering, many generations of suffering, male, female alike. No one has is coming out unscathed from this experience. So all of these intense energies that the stargates, the gamma rays, all this stuff is illuminating, 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 and it's showing all that stuff that's been stuck inside of us in some way, because there's some aspect that's blaming another. There's some aspect that doesn't feel like they're responsible, that it's their doing. So this is not, this intensity is going to keep happening because this this stargate is going to be open for two full years guys so that means that all of that stuff that's been accumulating in just this life and in previous lives and in our ancestry all that stuff that has been accumulating that has been locking us down in suffering slash blame is all coming to the surface fast and hard fast and hard so those of us who've been doing this work, who are awake to these other levels, we, yeah, I'll get to those questions in a minute, um, that are working on these levels. This is, I feel like, I'll say it for me, I feel like this is why I'm here, is because this capacity to love no matter what, this capacity to forgive myself and all that is, and bring compassion into these pieces is liberating personally but it's also liberating the collective so all of us are here to do our part in that and we're all going to trip and fall and buy into it sometimes because we're human our humanness is leaves us very vulnerable in a lot of ways but this is the true exercise of power in that all experiences that come you have the power to transmute transform you have the power to bring beauty forward beauty inspires love beauty okay so if we all commit to that within ourselves then we can sure we might have a story that we that allows us to talk about things with people but inside our feeling our experience is simply an experience there's no need for the story of why that experience exists it's just that it exists i'm going to feel it and I'm going to love anyway. I'm going to love anyway. There's no reason, no real reason to say no or to turn my back on love. Because that's truly who we are. We are rivers of light, of love light, flowing through an infinite, an infinite river of being, of beingness, right? <clears throat> hope this makes sense the way I'm saying it, but um, I'm so grateful for this vision. I knew it was important because it was so crystal clear when it was coming through. And I felt so extremely shifted by just witnessing, though I really couldn't put it into words yet or really understand. But then not long after that, the, uh, the month following, I quite literally went through that experience and I was given choices. And because of help from my friends, my community, people I love and who love me, I was able to keep my center 
and stick to my truth, what my real truth is. What's the real truth inside of my authentic self? Okay. As way showers, you know, we find our combination. But I'm telling you right now, what I'm seeing, heartbreak is the name of the game right now because that is what's in the way of our love. Heartbreak is in the way of us truly being authentically us and truly allowing us to see through the, to let go of those narratives and see through the lenses of love and compassion. I'm in this, um, I'm in this RV park. Um, and you know, this is actually where the event started for me. And I instantly get put into a community of people, you know, they're outdoorsy people. They're, they're, you know, um, outdoorsmen, <laughs> you know, let's say it like that. But as I sat and, and talked and got to know the, those, the men around me, all of them have heartbreak. All of them have this beautiful, painful, scathing heartbreak story. And somehow in the way that I was showing up and kind of letting them witness my journey through all this, it was like they were getting activated, 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 activated to the point where a new one, new, a new heartbreak story came into our community. So we, just this, just this morning, a new hearts breaks break story came into our community. So now we all hold space for that. They're not stars. Well, maybe they are, but they're, they're, you know, hidden or not activated, but they're just normal humans walking their life the best they can. And somehow they're able to really understand what they're witnessing with my journey. And what now what they're witnessing with one of their fellow men's journeys, you know, it's like they're really present and understanding and actually really want to be there for their fellow man and woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the sole woman in the group. Um, but it's really liberating because it's it's like I can see the healing that's happening for these guys because I'm. I'm a woman, but I don't want anything from anybody. You know, I, I'm just in my experience, you know, sharing the blow by blows and, and my heartbreak and my tears. And, and, you know, they are really, really sweet in that, you know, we can ball our eyes out and then laugh, you know, someone will make jokes about stuff and then we would laugh and then we would ball and we would laugh. When I say we, I truly mean we, it's not just me that's crying. You know what I mean? So it's this beautiful opening that's happening with me, a way shower and these very normal average human beings, right? So, so we have something to offer our fellow humans, even if they don't understand things at the level that we understand them. So that, that's another message in here. It's like our, our human family needs us badly. And if we can show up in a very, you know, vulnerable, authentic way without needing them to understand our language, just be real, you know, they understand real. When people are in their raw emotions, they understand real, okay? And I'm not saying, you know, telling a story about a book you read. I'm talking about just being very truthful within the feeling that you're having in the moment, right? That's that's how we help. Okay, let me get to a couple of these. What, what I see going on here? Hello, darling. Oh, Spiritbound. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that you finally have a place. All right. Congratulations on that. Congratulations, dear Starshine, really. All right. So question. I have a Christian friend who always says it's not me, but the power through me. It's seen as a means being, it's seen as a means of being humble, but is it accurate? Okay. So, so yes. Um, goodness. I wish I had a better word adjective. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 We're just going to say goodness just because what they mean is um, virtuous um, and maybe even divine, you know, and, and that, you know, there's some real interesting truth nuggets within the um, within the Christian um, lens. Right. And I would resonate, you know, with this, what they're saying, because they're, they're saying that there's me, the ego driver, who I think I am, but then there's a power that moves through me. Their teachings don't allow them to realize that that power is their true spirit, is their inner authentic light. Their, uh, you know, the river of light, life force that wrote, flows through them. They attribute to, they attribute it to God, aka a being named Yahweh. But it's, it's, 
that's where the distortion comes in. But the actual experience that they're trying to describe, it's it's not me, but a power through me, right? The essence of that I completely resonate with because this is so. We, you know, spirit, our, our, our light, our souls, our infinite nature works through us all the time, even in our brokenness, even in our pain, even in our mistakes, you know, it's, uh, it's always moving through us. And this way we are, we are innocent children. You know, we are, we are the, the, uh, our, our physicality, this bio suit, we are the, the result of that union between spirit and matter. Um, now I'll get into the DNA dance stuff a little bit later, because that's going to add a totally different dynamic to this conversation. But um, so this is true. And actually the, the folks that are here are very Christian very christian that's their upbringing i have a, a dear brother starshine here that um is a christian counselor right very wise man very sincere man and and, and it was because of the sincerity i was actually even um able to really sit and listen to his story because it wasn't just well i'm a counselor and i'm this and i'm that it wasn't an ego driver thing it was truly an attempt of a of a heartfelt sharing and, and we can recognize when something's heartfelt and we can recognize when someone's just getting it out of a book, right? I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, telling us what to do versus telling us what one has done or telling, telling an experience that one has had very different things, very, very different things. If we don't allow ourselves to feel bad, how can we ever truly feel good? Yes, exactly. So this that's that's the piece here. We think because we feel bad, now we need to do something to not feel bad anymore. It's like, okay, all right, I understand that there is managing life so you can go through your life commitments, especially if you're a parent, right? You need to show up for your kids, all this stuff. There's there's things that you can do to manage life. But I think what happens is that people have developed an aversion and they push away that which feels bad when really if we sit with the experience and and feel what it what that terrible situation brings up inside of us and just keep going deeper into that that is where we become stronger from every experience that is where we become more in touch with ourselves and every experience a dear sister starshine made this beautiful comment to me it was a few few days ago um, and she's a, um, she's a Hape practitioner and, and she said, cause we were talking about how, um, pain is love. And that was a, an idea brought forward by dear starshine in our grid work session that we had last week that she, I think she said, she heard this line in a song that says that your pain is your love. And at first you may be like, huh, <laughs> don't feel the same, do they? But what, but really what I'm seeing in that or what I'm hearing in that is that, you know, our pain is the parts where love is, that is not moving. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's been held in place and that's what's causing the pain rather than letting our, our love move through, move through, move through. Okay. And so dear sister Starshine, the, the happy practitioner, she says to me, um, there's this, so there's all, I don't know if you guys know about hape. There's a, it's a plant medicine that's derived in a spirit called grandfather tobacco. It's an ancient, ancient medicine. And in the Western world, like everything else, of course it is, it can be, and is abused. I, I'm, that's very true. I have to acknowledge that first off, because, um, the, the way I was first introduced to it was in a very sacred, sacred manner. And it was used sparingly you know, and, um, and it was really all about connecting with the spirit, with a plant spirit that is dedicated to helping, helping assist humanity. Okay. Um, but as I got further into knowing the happy community, I started to realize, you know, there's a lot of people that just, you know, they overuse they, cause they, they're not really able to yet hold the space and let the plant spirit do its work. They kind of like, they do it and then they're out of it, right? There's like this, a, a bit of abuse. I had uh, Dear Starshine, what was her name? Uh, oh shoot, no, I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, she was she was um, expressing her aversion to Hape because of what, this, of, of what this abuse looks like. So 
I can I can concede and acknowledge that absolutely. Um, but I would say the people that I bring into my inner circle, they deeply, deeply honor the spirit and use it for what it's meant for. And what she recommended was um, there's a there's a particular happy that's called the Mother Rose, Sacred Mother Rose. And I know that I know this happy very well. It's one of my favorites. And it was actually the, the first happy that um, that I fell in love with and was taught by the spirit how to connect and how to work with the spirit in, in an honoring way, in a right relationship way. So it's a very beautiful, beautiful spirit. And she said, she recommended um, that that I ask the mother Rose to help me when, as my heartbreak comes, as my pain comes, as I go into it to ask the, the, for assistance that this pain bring me closer to my, myself, my true self, my pain being, bring me closer to the essence of that river flow that's inside of me. And I did that. And of course it works. It takes focus. It takes concentration. It takes the willingness to let go of the story. It takes, I mean, it's definitely a challenging thing for the ego driver, but it works. And I'm so grateful for that reminder because every, when that pain comes, it's like, I can just keep dropping in, dropping in, dropping in. And I'm going to talk about dropping in. Cause I, I realize that there's a lot of people that don't understand how to drop into their pain. It's like, they can tell that they're avoiding a feeling, but they don't know how to drop in past that avoidance piece. So, so I will take a minute to talk about that. Um, but first let me get going through these questions. All right. Um, if we don't allow it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I cried in front of my masculine friend the other day. It was appropriate though. Shook him because he'd never seen me cry before, but it moved him. Yes, yes, yes. Cause it's that, it's a vulnerability. It's an innocence, you know, some people cry to manipulate, but that's not us. That's not us. That's not starseeds. We are in a space of, we just want to be real and who we are. We just want to truly be who we are and to be seen and accepted, right? That's what we all want. So when we can just be very real with ourselves and not have to put on a face and we have people around us that, um, you know, that can hold space for that, it's really powerful. This is why community is so important that we have a community of people around us that can really hold that sacred space, can really hold a clear and open, compassionate space because we all get deeper. We all go deeper in this. Okay. If occultism and Christianity had a baby, that would be me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So, cause we pick and true choose, right? We recognize the higher truths in each of these teachings, right? And, and that, and we marry them together because it's the higher truth that is going to, that's going to see us through. That's the real tool, the real pillar of strength for us going through these intensities. Okay. So that's been my focus for a while. Um, Christina, it's been being shown it's been showed to me over and over allowing ourselves to feel bad and be present with the pain. The heartache is being present in beauty. Yes. And then it's gone. Yes, it moves. It does. It moves really. If I stayed in that story, if I stayed in my story, I really just had to let, had to let myself die and let my, uh, dear starshine die like the, 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 the facilitator of this, of this pain, just let all that like rest in peace. I know you're dead. I know this is gone. This is over, you know, all this stuff, the more, the more upsetting it was, the more tears I had, but I had it so fully that I can, I can visit it now. And, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't overtake me. Right. And I have the ability to bring, to hold myself in a very loving way and hold, all parties in a very compassionate way and see it in a different way and engage in a different way. And I'm not in the power struggle because the power struggle, oh man, it takes so much energy. It takes so much energy to exercise power over, to have control over it, man. It takes so, so, so much energy. And I, I don't want to spend my energy that way. 
I want to spend my, my energy with you guys. I want to spend my energy with the people in light body. I want to spend my energy, you know, loving and nurturing and holding a space for the people around me. That's how I want to spend my energy. I don't want to spend my energy in like, you know, that's ridiculous to me. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's a waste. It's an absolute waste. All right. Dear Tony says, wow, that her home pain is love, not moving through. Love it. Oh yeah. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. So now this is all, this is all, you know, uh, you guys will see, you guys will see the truth of what I'm saying when you go through this experience and realize that, whoa, I'm actually through this experience. I'm not stuck in the real. And this is where, where death and dying come in as a very powerful teacher. People who like grief, right? People who really work through their grief, like really feel it and have all the different layers of what their grief brings they will love again. Okay. They can look at the pictures of their beloved that has died and feel love for them rather than sadness and grief. You know, there's some people that never get over their grief. Like say a, um, like have a couple that have been, been together for many decades and, and one dies. Okay. Some people don't ever get at, get over that or, or having the death of a child. Some people never get over that. But that's because they're not able to really have the pain through and through and through and through and through. And so when they see the the picture of the of the child or of the beloved, they just feel love for them. And you know what I mean? I had a dear um, friend of mine years ago um, lose a child in a car accident, you know, and how she dealt with it was she just took all the pictures she had of the child and put them everywhere. You know, but her partner was the opposite. He was just like, I don't want to, this is heartbreak. I don't want it reminded every time I come into the kitchen about, um, about our child's death. You know, it's like they were in very opposite sides of the spectrum in the process, but deep inside some part of her knew that she needed to go through the pain. And that's why she did that. So she couldn't get away from the pain so she can have it and feel it and move on and love again. Okay. Our love gets stronger when we do this. Our heart, the power of our compassion, our capacity gets stronger every time we do this. Now, I'm not saying I desire pain at all. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying when it's there, you keep going. You know, there's a wonderful saying in, uh, I think, uh, gosh, now I can't remember. There's a wonderful saying that, you know, this is a warrior, a warrior saying that, you know, when you, when you are, um, when you find yourself in hell, keep going. Don't try to go back. No, no, no. Just keep going. All you can do is just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And, and, and there's a lot of wisdom in that, you know, when you're in, when it's in front of you and you're having it, don't try to wall it off. Don't try to control it. Keep going, drop in more and more and more and more and more. Keep dropping in, keep dropping in, keep dropping in. You're helping yourself. You're happy. You're helping your ancestry. Oh, and this is the other piece I realized, especially the male ancestry in my family. Heartbreak was a major, major player in all of their deaths, you know, like dying of heart attacks, right? That, that, that is a manifestation of unprocessed heartbreak. And it's also a manifestation of a distortion that your heart would actually attack you. It's not true. It's not true. That's not the real truth. Okay. So yes. So in one narrative, it is the truth on one level, but on another level, the narrative is the opposite of this, right? So the more, so the more I was going into it, I was recognizing how I was transmuting, transforming and breeding, bringing beauty to all the heartbreak I inherited from the men in my family. And there's no accident that I'm surrounded by men here, all experiencing heartbreak. You know, I was in Tennessee and it was, also, it was there too. Um, I don't know if you guys remember last year, I spent um, a lot of time in uh, Monroe County in Tennessee, deep in the mountains, really, really, um, you know, pretty isolated kind of place. And, uh, and there were men with broken hearts everywhere. One of them was the manager of the grounds I was on at poor guy. You know, he, I, I say poor guy, I don't mean like he was a victim, but you know, he was in absolute turmoil. The love of his life turned out to be doing him really wrong. And it broke his heart that one, that she would do that, but the two that he was going to lose his entire life's work, <laughs> you know, to the, to the parting. 
And then there was another man that shows up that that had his heart broke. And, uh, and and he just, he came from out of town and just shows up and he was nursing a broken heart. And then, you know, so the stories kept coming. So I feel like this is a culmination, this moment that I'm in, these moments that I'm in is a culmination of all that heartbreak, of all that heartbreak. And as I have it, feel it and bring beauty and love into the pain it unravels it's like i feel like i'm liberating i'm liberating my father my grandfather my uncles my great grandfather i feel like i'm i'm somehow liberating them from the pain that they've accumulated not just in the you know the physical dna structure but in the akasha as well which fuels me more which fuels me even more all right, I'm going to keep scrolling down. Hey, Young Trick, welcome, welcome. Um, young Trick named Jim says, my partner, my partner and I are growing sacred tobacco this year. Very excited to use it in ritual and ceremony. Yes, tobacco is very powerful, guys. Now, it's been something distorted and twisted in the habits of the Western world, as you guys know. But it's at its root, at its, you know, let's say raw form and it's an unadulterated form. It is so, so, so potent it is a very strong and ancient plant medicine. And you don't have to smoke it like inhale. There's sacred tobacco that you don't smoke. You just, if, if it's a burning one, hape is not a burning kind, but if it's a burning one, you hold it in your mouth and you pray with it in your mouth and then you blow it. It's called the visible breath. You blow it. Okay, the Kero and certain medicine traditions of Central and South America have a similar thing about the, the, the visible breath is so important, but they use Florida water. So they spit Florida water so you can see the breath. You can see the intention of the energy of the breath. Okay, it's visible. It's bringing it from invisible into the visible world, into that, that spectrum. Okay, very, very ancient things that we're talking about here, potent. We think it's just spitting the Western ignorance, but it's not. It's so much more than that. It's bringing the sacred into these moments. And when you bring the sacred into moments of pain, then now that's sacred pain. That's a sacred part of your journey. That's a sacredness. Spirit is present. Okay. Spirit is present. And that completely changes the game. It's not a human game anymore. It is a sacred drama unfolding. It is a sacred drama of the soul, of the spirit unfolding. You see what I mean? Um, spirits, yeah, says, I don't need to seek pain. I'm sure it knows how to find me, and then I'll be present with it when it is. Indeed, indeed, after my own heart, dear, absolutely. Yeah, don't set up camp, exactly. Don't set up camp right? It's let, let it all be as a river flows. Um, that, you know, that term came to me a few weeks ago and I'm realizing that, um, because how I see things, I would always see, like take data sets, intuitive data sets as a river flows. And, the, and, and as it accumulates, it starts to create a picture of understanding for me. So I've used it in this context, but this is a whole nother level of context that I'm realizing that uh, the onset of all these cosmic frequencies changing our DNA and, you know, it's changing the capacity of our embodiment. We, in order to keep our sanity, in order to keep our ability to stay within our bodies, we need to allow our consciousness, our conscious awareness to move and be free as a, wither, as a river flows. Because once we do that, we can let things be fresh and new and we do not need to recreate the pains of the past. We don't need to recreate the structures of the past. We can just be in the open free flow as a river flows. And there's no accident that I'm camped right across the street from a, a raging river right now. This is spring in Montana. So all the melt off is happening, right? Very high level river and it is rushing, rushing, rushing. No accident there, right? No accident. So, so <clears throat> what it is to how to drop into those feelings that there's resistance to. There's a practice that we do in light body. 
um, part of part of the training that we offer is called Light Body 101, where we pretty much teach foundation practices to help us with all these pieces that I talk about right in the chats like how to stay in command of your energy how to have good personal energetic hygiene how to truly be centered and grounded within your being and i'm talking way beyond grounding cords right so there's these all these exercises that we do have a lot have a lot of layered wisdom within them okay and one of them is tuning into your rhythms what does that mean our bio suit is an electromagnetic um, vehicle. Okay. It's on top of being a telluric vehicle. Yes, there's atoms and molecules that come together to make cells and those cells come together to make tissues and those tissues come together to make organs and those organs come together to make systems. But all the organization of these different layers of telluric intelligence is enveloped and even um, brought together by our energetic light body and that electromagnetic existence all this is electromagnetic so when you are dropping into your rhythms there are literally thousands of rhythms you can drop into the easiest one is the breath and the breath is really powerful because if you focus on your breathing especially bringing breathing into your abdominal um, your abdomen and your lower body you can stimulate a rest and digest state in your body and your body can relax and start the healing process so that's really powerful but then there's other rhythms that are really potent to drop into one of them being is your heartbeat okay notice i'm saying drop into because that's really what it feels like when you're when you are quieting yourself slowing yourself down and you focus on your heartbeat this starts happening with your awareness your awareness rather from being up here in the mind thoughts all of a sudden your awareness starts focusing here in the heartbeat it starts dropping down and you can be in that rhythm and we add other things into this practice like smiling into the heartbeat okay then once you get the heartbeat in your awareness you can drop down to yet another rhythm in the solar plexus and then another rhythm in the perineum and each stage requires you to be relaxed and dropping down the feeling of dropping down in your awareness more and more and more okay so in the practice like in the foundations that we teach it's rhythms connecting with rhythms and smiling but it's that exact same process that allows you to drop down into your feelings drop down into what you're feeling in the moment okay same process it's just your intention is not to necessarily focus on rhythms your intention is to to drop into feelings emotions okay feelings and emotions are different emotions is um, energy emoting right it's stuff from the past our feelings is what's in the now okay our feelings are what's in the now so both both feel like the same dropping into them and you and you'll drop into them you'll have the feeling and then you'll bounce out and then you drop into it again have more feeling and then you bounce out okay and that's the practice you just keep doing that keep doing that keep doing that now what you want to avoid doing is having the painful feeling and telling yourself the story in your head why you're feeling so painful let go of the mind thoughts let go of the narrative have your feeling and just focus on the feeling of having the feeling now i'll start to oscillate between love and pain and i'll go what you know i've been doing this for quite some time so i can stay in that state of feeling emotions right and i'll i'll oscillate between love and gratitude and and feeling or having emotions love and gratitude having emotions like i'll just keep oscillating back and forth like that and there's a point in time where I actually feel like my heart is going to break. And that's the magic point. That's the point where you're getting, you're really dropping into something important. And then as my heart breaks and I'm oscillating, then all of a sudden I feel liberated. I feel lighter. I feel like that is one less piece of pain that's mine anymore. It's, it's done, you know? Now it happens in layers because we 
have many layers of heartbreak we've inherited from our family and our uh, Akashic and the, you know, there's all sorts of layers around that. So, so it's not going to be a quick fix, but it is a path through. So when you come out the other side, you are more compassionate, more loving, more present. You're even stronger and solid inside of your being versus being on the hamster wheel where now, you know, you got the story. This is why my heart's broken because point, 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 point. <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. Ah, oh, welcome. Soul schooling. Good to see you. Yes. Feelings versus emotions. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's, uh, this last piece, I want to talk about power, what real power is. Now I talked about it a little bit in the beginning. So I have had the benefit, you know, I started my training I started my training many years ago. A lot of it, you know, um, was pain, you know, stuff in my childhood. I had a lot of uh, like abduction experiences, stuff like this. that was really kind of crazy. And the, and the memories didn't of a lot of that didn't come through until my thirties, but my medicine training started in my, in my early twenties when I was, um, uh, actually, no, that's not true. I actually started when I was a teenager. But the real medicine training, let's say, when I was a teenager, that that you know, I knew that I had propensity towards towards meditation, and like I I did yoga, I I knew about energy, certain kinds of energy medicine, like Reiki, and you know, I, I did all those things, mantras, loved mantras, um, um, was was taken in by a beautiful um, Zen Buddhist center who really you know really influenced me too as a teenager. So so that started, but I didn't start actually meeting my, my master teachers until my early twenties. And, um, one of them, I didn't know his name, but he came into my dreams often. And, um, I eventually met him in person years later. His name was Maestro Panduro. He was a, um, shapeshifter. He was a, he was a being that, that he was a human body that had full connections to his cosmic aspects. So he can shapeshift. He can come into my dreams. He would materialize in the backseat of my truck. I mean, we didn't speak the same language, right? But I understood and he understood. So, so, and he was considered um, a master. I'm sorry, hence the name Maestro, right? <laughs> a master um, uh, sorcerer of the jungle. Okay. And this is the roots of the dark force training that I've had in my life, where it's all about how to counteract dark forces, counteract dark sorcery. Now, not all sorcery is bad. Not all of it is dark. So, so do know, know this sorcery is, I think the typical understanding is a different than, than how I understand it. Okay. But like Don Juan and the Carlos Castaneda series, he was considered a sorcerer. Okay. Was he good or bad, right or wrong? Who's to say? Um, he trained Carlos well. So, um, and so he taught me. And then his, dis not disciples, but he had other embodied people that also um, taught me about counteracting uh, dark forces. And this is where I learned what the true meaning of standing in your power is. Okay. Because when you are battling dark forces, Okay. It's an art and it's not about the fight. It's not about the battle. As soon as you strike with your sword, you've lost. As soon as you strike in a forceful way, you've lost the battle. They've gotten you. And that's because you've exercised with your will and intention, a power over dynamic. You see what I mean? So I had a lot of shadows to deal with stepping into true power. True power means shadow work and a lot of it because in the past, all of us who are called to this kind of thing throughout the journey through the Milky Way galaxy and beyond, we have all experienced the abuse of power. We've all experienced how we abused power over others. Okay. That's our shadow work. That's the shadows. 
the things that we have to unravel and bring compassion for and forgive. So a lot of times we have to release the beings that we've tortured. We have to release the beings that we've caused great suffering from for, you know, there's lots of layers and I'm not talking about just on the human level. We've done this on many levels. Okay. Including dancing with AI, TI constructs. Okay. That that's a really big level that impacts all of humanity right now. Okay. So when it comes to stepping into your power, as soon as you strike a blow, you've lost, you've lost. So how do you then counteract dark forces if you cannot strike? Oh, you also cannot defend. That's the other thing. You cannot strike and you cannot defend. Then what do you do? What do you do? Well, you are in that situation because you are challenged to navigate the situation. It's a razor's edge. Slightest little tilt one way or the other, you, you've lost, you know, you're off. It's a razor's edge. You are challenged on how to put one step in front of the other, staying in complete impeccability and integrity with who you truly are. And who are you truly? You are love. You are light, AKA awareness. You are infinite. So you are faced with the challenge of staying within that river flow, that infinite river flow of who you are, that infinite fountain of the love of who you are, and that infinite conscious awareness that you have ability, you have the ability to be in, okay? When you're coming from that place, you realize what's in front of you is not a battle at all. And that is where the right action to take comes to you. When you are no longer in that battle, you're not in the battle. That other being is in the battle. They're ready to strike. But that's not where you are. That's not what you see. You see something completely different. And so what do I do? Depending on the situation, there's lots of different scenarios here. If it's a human, I talk to their soul and I offer to wake them up. I offer them a different choice. If it's a dark Lord, same thing. But see, the Dark Lords are much different to work with because they are in another dimensional, you know, they're in another outer nesting doll. So so I need to be not only completely, you know, aware of that nesting doll, but even beyond in that, in that, you know, I need, I make contact with how they became a Dark Lord. And there's a big reveal. There's a huge reveal. He's a Star Wars series, huge reveal. Because in that series, it reveals to the human race that dark lords are made. How are they made? They're tortured. They're tortured by their fear until they take an action that they can't come back from. And we saw this in those Star Wars series. In this case, it was Atticus Skywalker. What was the action he took he couldn't come back from? Slaughtering all those children. He couldn't come back from that. It's not that he couldn't redeem himself. He could not let himself be redeemed. You see what I mean? Because he did that. So dark lords are tortured beings themselves. See, this is what I mean. You have to see beyond that battle. Because as soon as you strike with your sword or you defend with your shield, you're in the battle and you've lost. You've lost. There's no way to win. Another, and this is the part I really want to leave. I want to leave you guys with thinking about when it, when it comes to facing darkness when it comes to facing shadow do you guys remember when luke skywalker those I'm, I'm assuming you guys have seen these movies these are old old classics there's a scene a series of scenes where luke skywalker was on this planet studying with yoda with the last jedi master right and there was this place where the dark force lived 
and uh and yoda he's like what's in there and yoda says that's that's the dark force that's the dark side of the force right and and uh and yoda tells him you can go in there oh no he asks what's in there and yoda tells him whatever you bring whatever you bring is what's in there so um uh, luke brings his lightsaber and yoda says you will not need that but he brings it anyway so he goes into the cave of the dark forces he goes into that cave has a battle with his lightsaber it does nothing and all so what he sees he himself strikes he himself strikes the dark lord chops off his head and then he looks and sees himself his own head has been severed okay in that was a very deep truth being shown to him one that he was afraid of his fear was used against him one that was shocking one that he could not accept you know later on of course in the movies he accepts it and he realizes the truth of it but it was this is the whole thing about dark forces it was a truth that he was not ready to own and recognize yet okay so he forced his hand he forced it when he went into that that cave of the dark forces he wasn't ready but when you're ready it's a whole different ball game when you go into a cave like that the truth you now have a relationship to the truth when you're ready the relationship to the truth is your power is your superpower dark forces has power over you when you do not have proper relationship with truth when truth is so scathing you reject it when truth is so scathing it wounds you okay this is why this work that we do is so freaking important so the truth no matter how scathing is something that makes you stronger it is something that brings you closer to yourself it is a pain that you can navigate to bring you even deeper into who you really are see what i mean so we're going to talk a lot more about these kinds of things in the coming chats because like i said this cosmic bombardment that we're all going through right now isn't going to end it's this isn't an aperture opening and closing and now we have to have time to deal with it no 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 this is full-on bombardment 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 things are happening very very quickly like this right there's no time there's no time to go back and reconcile the past just let it all go let it be as the river flows and let the now moment now moment now moment bring you into what's really happening right now and how do you relate your how do you orientate to the right now over and over and over again eventually we'll be at that place where we can be at the unknown and have the courage to dream to envision to imagine the beauty we want to bring forward in the next moment no matter what kind of pain we're in in the moment before okay this is where it's bringing us to over and over and over again there's people are going to really lose their shit i'm not kidding people are going to lose their shit but us here that have another kind of awareness we can help them through that okay not we're not saving anybody we're we're an example of what it looks like so we hold space we listen we speak from our own experience not concepts not just things that are concepts in our head but our true experience and our beingness and we're going to help people we're going to help our brothers and sisters join us as we rise as we rise to the truth of who we really are as a collective nobody's getting left behind a lot of people are going to be in pain but that's okay they're going to there's that's that too shall pass as they say we are all a family of star shines waking up to who we really are and there are really profound aspects of us of you of me that are ready to drop in and be embodied as we go through these these pieces step by step by step so we're we're not alone on that level and there's there's the natural world there with us too so we have a lot of support if we're willing to accept it there's a lot of um, realizations that are just going to keep coming that to help us get be more stronger and stronger and stronger inside of our being and that's how we navigate that is how we navigate 
Alrighty, dear starshines. This this hour goes by so fast. Wow. All right. Uh, so um, if you guys want to support these chats and help other people find us, please um, be sure to you know like our, like the video, share it if you can on social media, and also um, make comments. Um, all of you here, thank you so much for being here live. You guys really, um, I super appreciate your support. You inspire me so much. And hang in there, darling starshines. I know it's a rough ride, but there are smooth spots celebrate them when they happen and do know you are not alone going through this i'm with you all the other people here that are here are will also be with you and um we are going to start providing a monthly support meeting where um, we're going to do forgiveness practices forgiveness practice with the power over dynamics the abuses the the you know we're just going to i just want to offer this as a support to you guys to have you help you unravel these entanglements in your ancestry and in the akasha so you can just let go of the bindings that holds you to, you know, toxic ways or, or programs and, and put, and put you in a position to be better poised to, to be even more fully present with the experiences happening for you. So we'll announce that date soon. As soon as we get that um, hammered out, I'll let you guys know. But until then, darlings, have a wonderful week. Lots of love to you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.